Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Steve Smith Sr.'s front lawn, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, your Cowboys uh, really came through there last week. I didn't think they'd uh, had it in them to clobber the Saints mm-hmm. the way they did, but uh, as long as they stick with oh. the ground game as the dominant feature of their offense, they seem to be okay. I feel like we say that every year, like, oh, if they could just stick with the run game, things would be all right. And then it never it never happens. Like, Jason Garrett's just like, oh, you know what? I used to be a quarterback. We should probably throw the ball 800 more times than we run it. And things just – things don't go the way they should. So I'm enjoying it now while it lasts. I'm not anticipating them to actually stick to a functional offense because time has told me that is not the case. <laughs> Well, as long as DeMarco Murray stays healthy, I don't see any reason why they couldn't. Of course, that's a pretty big you know, Well, if, here's the but... thing. Not only, not only do we need him to stay healthy, but you're trying to apply logic in a situation where logic generally doesn't exist. That is the Dallas Cowboys offense. I still think Jerry Jones is secretly calling the plays from the, the press box there, from, I mean, from his owner's box. I think I would be less surprised if he wasn't than if he was. Yeah. So, well, uh, Morris Claiborne had a tough break too last week. He didn't want to be there, and now this yeah. week he doesn't have the choice anymore. But nope. Now he's rehabbing. Yeah. And uh, your Giants, they they came out looking like a whole other team this week. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that yet. You know, whether that was just because Washington was really beat up, or whether they're finally getting their new offense. Yeah if they're getting a little more comfortable with that and guys are adjusting to their roles. But we'll see. This weekend should be a good test for them. Or we'll get to that game, of course, and many others. But uh, So, thankfully, we only have two teams on by this week, as is traditional. Oh, yeah. Once teams play in London, they get the next week off. So we've got Miami and Oakland taking the week off. <laughs> Oakland will probably use that to get used to their new head coach, which the merry-go-round just keeps going there and nothing ever changes. But... Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that that's not my team because that that would be pretty hard to root for at this point. Yeah, yeah, I just it's a shame because there's just really not a lot to get excited about. Like there, you see flashes of things that look good, and then there's just so much that bogs you down. I can't imagine. I mean. I I have it not great as a Cowboys fan, but being a Raiders fan right now, times are tough. It is just yeah, not think, a team that is really has any direction. It seems like right now. Yeah, I mean, at least you look at a team like Jacksonville. They've got a young quarterback and some good young receivers that you think, well, maybe there's something there, and they've got a few players mm-hmm. on defense. But you look at the Raiders, and it's just uh, it's. I mean, they've got a couple players, you know, James Jones, you know, chief among them that might have some fantasy relevance. You know, Andre Holmes has looked okay, but you know, it's just it's it's just not you know fun to watch. And you know, I'm certainly glad I'm no. not having to root for that. And then to top it all off, they go off and you know hire you know, they promote Tony Sperano, who's had one winning season in his last six seasons as a head coach, and he just my condolences as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, just how how on earth do they expect? I mean, I don't think this is the football equivalent of Joe Torre, where you take a guy who everybody says, "Oh, he's a good football guy," but always has a losing record, and then all of a sudden he's going to turn into one of the winning winningest coaches of all time. I just I don't see crazy. that. I think within a year or two they're going to be looking for another head coach again. Yeah, absolutely. That dude is nuts. Uh, I just. I don't see that being the answer. So I guess yeah. we will we will see. Me neither. Now, speaking of answers, what if somebody wanted to have a question answered? How would they get in touch with us? Well, there are a number of ways. Uh, probably the easiest for most of you is going to be to call. That's 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can always find the Sherpa and I on Twitter as well. I'm JKIM16. He is fantasy underscore Sherpa. 
And you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. Of course, the chat room's there. You can find the call-in number there as well. And all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And we will, of course, be with you until 10.30 p.m. tonight, as we are every Wednesday night. And like the Sherpa said, we're going to go through all of the week's games, give you our predictions and previews, and uh, tell you who to start and sit, answer all your questions and anything else that pops up. And, of course, we usually agree on every game, so there's not much Always. This is a very low-controversy show. (laughs) Hashtag sarcasm. (laughs) So... Why don't we? Uh, well, any 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 injuries that you want to point out? There are a few that caught my eye, but what caught your eye this past week? Ah, <sighs> uh, you know what? Uh, Vernon Davis is uh, going to be probably on there. I think for me, that's one of the bigger ones. Obviously, we're going to see some guys who are in uh, on the defensive side, and some guys who are kind of have won jobs because of injury, like Mike Lennon's here to stay. Uh, it looks like Austin Davis is going to be the starter. And in Buffalo, E.J. Emanuel's not hurt. He's just not effective. We've got Kyle Orton out there. So we've got a, a lot of moving and shaking. Blake Bortles, you mentioned, is going to start this week. Got a lot of different different looking teams here. Yeah, we'll see. I, I guess we'll see Thursday night how serious Teddy Bridgewater's ankle injury was. I it thought seems it was like he's inter- going to play. I thought it was interesting that I think he came out of the game with about seven minutes left, and Ponder had zero passes and one rush attempt in his time there, so he was just basically there giving the ball off and killing clock while they had a lead at the end of the game, which makes sense, but... We'll see. I mean, I, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback if they end up having to go to him, but you know, he's certainly more of a you know, threat running. I mean, running we've seen than good things pass, from him in the right? past. It's just you kind of want to see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. It's a shame because he was, he was really starting to find a rhythm and look pretty decent when uh, he sprained his ankle, and it was just like, oh, no, the cart's out. Like, he just started to get something good going, and – now he's going to lose the season, but it ended up just being a sprained ankle, which good for him. I'm just I'm interested to see how this Minnesota offense actually looks with Bridgewater. I mean, you don't have that crutch of having Adrian Peterson that can cover up a lot of mistakes for you. You really gotta gotta go out there and win games on your own. Hey, well, I mean, they have, and we'll get into this a little bit when we talk about the game. But they have a pretty nice backfield combination there. Jarek McKinnon, um, you know. You know, had a nice mm-hmm. game he did, last McKinnon. week. McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon had a nice game mm-hmm. last week, over 100 yards rushing on, I think it was 16 carries or so. And, you know, Matt Aziata had three rushing touchdowns. So, you know, they're not totally devoid of talent. They're not, neither one is going to make it's you forget about Adrian Peterson. Of, but, yeah, a different kind of talent. Yeah, but I, I think it blends pretty nicely. I, I just think with Bridgewater there, they should – be throwing the ball more than they were with Christian Ponder or Matt Castle, but we'll we'll see how that pans out. But it could be interesting. Jarius Wright had a nice game last week, so you know they they have some decent receivers there. We'll just see how that all pans out. So without further ado, shall we hop into the Thursday night game and get this thing rolling? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get crazy here. All right, as we mentioned, Thursday night game the. I think they're all division games this week, except for the opening week game, which was Green Bay at Seattle. But speaking of Green Bay, here they are back on Thursday night again. This time they're hosting the Vikings. And I think this is going to be a really interesting game. It's not obvious to me that one team is much better than the others. Minnesota, I think they're going to have more success running the ball. And Green Bay lives and dies with the pass. I'm getting Green Bay a slight edge here just because they're at home, but I, I think this is a coin flip game. This is a number. This is one of a number of games that I think could go either way this week. But I'll say Green Bay pulls this out at home. I'll go with the final score: Green Bay 24, Minnesota 23. I think Green Bay is going to win a little bit more than that. I don't know if it's going to be by a touchdown, but maybe four or five points. Um, I we saw some good things from Green Bay last week, but a lot of that was. Jay Cutler not being good <laughs> as it was Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, the bad Jay showed up uh, last week. Yeah, it wasn't so much that Green Bay overpowered him. It was more that Jay Cutler was also playing for Green Bay and not actually his own team. 
Um, so that was an issue. But I, like you said, it's going to be interesting. There's not a lot of tape on Bridgewater in the NFL, so that's all obviously always plays into it. Thursday night games are always weird to begin with, and Minnesota's sort of putting something together here. They're starting to look functional. Um, and I think they're going to give Green Bay a little bit of a fight, but they're in Green Bay. This Packers team did look really good last week, even with Jay Cutler's help, and I think that they're going to still take this game. So fantasy-wise, Minnesota, like we said, good things are happening here. Teddy Bridgewater's got a bad ankle. He's a second quarterback option. I don't think in even 100% healthy he's necessarily going to be in your top 12 this week, Um, but – Try to cushion him with somebody with a little stronger matchup if you can. I would say go ahead and start Matt Asiata and Jarek McKinnon. We saw, like we were talking about before, McKinnon made some moves last week. He kind of made his name name known. First time talking. Sorry about that, guys. (laughs) But I think you can probably get away with starting either one of them. Um, Good with both Greg Jennings and Jarius Wright this week at wide receiver. Cordero Patterson. More of a flex option for me. I like the uh, the ceiling he's got. He's always that big play threat. But just to be on the safe side, I'd prefer to use him as a flex option. Um, I am going to start the Blair Walsh project at kicker, but staying away from both the defense and the tight end for Minnesota. For Green Bay, I like quarterback Aaron Rodgers this week and wide receivers Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, who had two touchdown receptions each last week against Chicago. Not so keen on Eddie Lacy this week. Minnesota's you know, run defense is okay, and Green Bay just, yeah, I know Lacy was a top six or seven pick in a lot of fantasy drafts this fall, but I, this summer, but I'm not real keen on him. He's, yeah, hasn't shown me too much yet. And even last year in his rookie year, I think he was only averaging 3.9 yards a carry, which is, you know, a little bit below the NFL average. I think he just made it up on volume and, staying healthy more than anything else. So he's a flex option for me. Kicker Mason Crosby, okay. Defense, okay. Stay away from running back James Starks. Wide receivers Jared Boykin, who's not playing, and Devontae Adams, who is playing. And tight ends Anthony Corliss and Richard Rodgers. Stay away from all those guys. Yeah, they've just got a lot of tight ends floating around over there. Yeah, there are. There are. So speaking of tight ends, why don't we move on to this next matchup, the first of the Sunday early games, which has features a pair of, of decent tight ends, and that's Chicago mm-hmm. at Carolina. Chicago featuring Martellus, featuring Martellus Bennett, Carolina featuring Greg Olson. To me, this is another one of those toss-up games. Carolina obviously looked really you know, burned in the Steve Smith revenge game, but now they're at home. Yeah. They should play a little bit better. Chicago... Jay Cutler, is he going to bounce back or is he going to continue on the bad Jay track? I think they bounce back, and I think they're just a little bit too balanced for Carolina. I think this is the week Matt Forte finally shows people why he was a consensus first-round pick in drafts this summer, and I'll say Chicago wins this. I'll take Chicago 28, Carolina 23. I I don't really have a problem with that score, actually. I, I think that I agree with you, Chicago probably is going to bounce back. I, Jay Cutler, we see very bad things out of him. We see really good things out of him, too. Uh, generally, he doesn't stay that bad consistently. I mean, he may not be awesome, but he's not going to throw that many picks this week. So I think Chicago, between Matt Forte and their giant receivers and Martellus Bennett, I think they can overcome even if Cutler is a little shaky. Carolina's just a little bit too much of a roller coaster team for me right now. I just don't have a lot of confidence in them, even being at home. But I think they'll put up a fight. This will be an interesting game to watch. So fantasy-wise for Chicago, I like Jay Cutler much better as a second quarterback option. I do not want to put my fantasy team on his shoulders right now. That's a little too scary for me. I am going to definitely start Matt Forte. Brandon Marshall finally had a whole practice today, so he is going in my starting lineup. Alshon Jeffrey is as well. Um, definitely starting tight end Martellus Bennett. I really like this matchup for him. And I'm going to start the Chicago defense. We've seen some good things out of them. Uh, I think this could be a good matchup, but I am staying away from the kicker. I just don't think there's going to be enough there for him. The problem for me with Carolina is just I don't see the balance on offense right now. Their, their yeah. running game is in shambles. Mike Tolbert's out. D'Angelo Williams is Everybody. hurt. Jonathan Stewart's yeah. hurt. 
I mean, Darren Reeves is probably their starting tailback this weekend. And if you'd heard of him you know, before the season began, you know, my hat's off to you because I admit that I hadn't. But you know, for Carolina, I would start quarterback Cam Newton, wide receiver Calvin Benjamin, who's one of the more impressive rookie wide receivers, along with Brandon mm-hmm. Cook. Um, tight end Greg Olson is a good start. Darren Reeves, if you have to, is a flex option. Wide receiver Jericho Cotchery, same thing. Kicker Graham Gano is okay. The defense is okay. I'd stay away from all the injured running backs, D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, and I'd also avoid wide receiver Jason Avant. All right, then. You probably wish that he was still in Philly. (laughs) No. I like him better when he was in Philly. Too bad he plays wide receiver and not guard, and you could call him avant-garde, but... (laughs) <laughs> so there's nothing oh, avant garde about this show and just to prove it let's move on to Buffalo at <laughs> Detroit. The this this smacks you know mismatch to me, you know, smacks of mismatch to me. I just you know, Kyle Orton, okay, maybe he's an improvement on E. J. Manuel, but probably an incremental one at best. Mm-hmm. Detroit's defense has really been carrying them so far this season. Offense hasn't really gotten on track yet, but I think they do break out at this game at home. I'd like them you know, to win big here. I'll take Detroit 30, Buffalo 14. All right. Um, I I can see your side of it on one hand, but on the other hand, I feel like Kyle Lauren's kind of scrappy. Uh, we know he grows a very good beard. We've seen that a lot in the last few years. Him playing, not contract. so much. <laughs> I just I think that Buffalo maybe will surprise people and hang with Detroit. I I'm not going to get go as far as saying they're going to beat them, but I just think there's a possibility here. So I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, fantasy wise, Kyle Orton's really only the second quarterback start here. Uh, C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson, I'm both good with starting as well as wide receiver Sammy Watkins. The rest of the wide receivers, there's just not enough value there for me. Same thing with tight end Scott Chandler, who we talked about last week, uh, has gone from being kind of a middle-of-the-road fantasy starter to you're desperate and need to pick somebody up on the, on the waiver wire, and it's not going to be that happy of an ending. And I'm staying away from the kicker, but I am going to start the Buffalo defense this week. For Detroit, Matthew Stafford is, is a pretty obvious start for me. Wide receiver Calvin Johnson didn't do much against the Jets last week, but you still need him in your starting lineup, especially against Buffalo's pass defense. Golden Tate had a nice game this week. He should be starting. Kicker Alex Henry should be starting. Start the defense. Reggie Bush banged up a little bit. Joyce Bell banged up even more. Those guys are flex options for me. Tight ends Brandon Pettigrew and Eric Ebron, flex options. And wide receiver Jeremy Ross, he had a couple of nice catches last week, one nice long game, but he's still not start-worthy in, in, in my estimation. If he does it for another week, then go ahead and we'll see if he's still on the waiver wire, but for right now, I'm just not sold on him yet. Oh, fair enough. We're, we're in wait-and-see mode with the Sherpa here. <laughs> yeah, at least on Mr. Ross. So, yeah. <laughs> moving right along, we've got the Battle of Texas, Houston at Dallas. This, I think, is going to be one of the more high-scoring games of the day. Houston's run offense against Dallas's more balanced offense, but I think Dallas is going to be able to pull this out. I'll say Dallas 34, Houston 27. I like Dallas to win this. I'm concerned it may be a little closer, maybe more by a field goal. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a very tricky and crafty quarterback. doesn't always show it, but the Cowboys have a funny way of letting people hang around. Um, we saw the Cowboys, their offensive line kind of carried them last week against New Orleans. I think that'll help this week. And being in Dallas, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a home field advantage with all the distractions that Jerry Jones and Jerry's world brings, but we'll call it a home field advantage this week. I think it, maybe it helps marginally, but Houston's going to put up a bit of a fight, so I think you've got some fantasy value there as well. Fitzpatrick's more second quarterback option for me. I do like Arian Foster, DeAndre Hopkins, and Andre Johnson. I'm definitely starting both of those. The rest of the, of the wide receivers, tight end Garrett Graham, I'm staying away from, uh, as well as the defense. But I am going to start kicker Randy Bullock. Uh, I think that there may be some field goals in his future this week. 
for Dallas, I like this matchup a lot for Tony Romo. Bring back to Marco Murray, start him, start both the wide receivers since Brian and Terrence Williams is having a really nice uh, season, a little bit under the radar, but I think that's going to continue to change as he keeps racking up the yards and the TD catches. Kicker Dan Bailey is a good start. Tight end Jason Witten, I, I guess I was a little bit more optimistic about his prospects this season than what he has justified so far. We'll see. I, I think he's He's an okay start, but not a top 12 tight end for me this week. And I'm also okay with starting Dallas's defense. All right. It's going to be a good game to watch. That's one I am looking forward to this week for obvious reasons. So another game that I think is going to be close and a good watch will be the Baltimore at Indianapolis, the Colts versus mm-hmm. the Arizona Colts. And this <laughs> this should be interesting. I'll I'll say that Indianapolis just because they're at home and Andrew Luck seems to have some magic up his sleeve, I'll take them to win, but I'll I'll say it's close and I'll pick Indianapolis by a field goal. I'll say Indianapolis thirty four, Baltimore thirty one. I yeah, I, I guess I can work with that. I think my favorite thing about this game is that we're gonna get to see that footage of the truck leaving in the middle of the night. Uh, which I always get a kick out of. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this week, it, it'll be, uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Baltimore's kind of getting their act together. We certainly saw Steve Smith is is pretty well uh, entrenched in what he wants to do on that offense. Uh, what he looks like when he's not playing his old team, let's see this week. But Indy and Andrew Locke, I just think, has a little bit more firepower there. And I'm going to take them to edge out Baltimore, but... You certainly have some fantasy value on Baltimore's side, especially with the points we think they're going to put up. I'm good with starting Joe Flacco, uh, Lorenzo Talaferro, Justin Forsett. Definitely start Steve Smith and Torrey Smith, pretty much anybody with the last name Smith on this team. Uh, I like Owen Daniels in theory. I don't know if I like this matchup for him this week. So I'm going to stay away from him, the kicker, and the defense. He's pretty good in the tip drill. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> he should get an assist on that touchdown pass, the, uh, the first one that Smith caught last week. But I guess I that's mean, not was, really worth any fantasy points. Part of that, should be. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think. So for Indianapolis, I would start quarterback Andrew Luck, wide receivers Reggie Wayne, who's having a nice rebound season, and T.Y. Hilton, who's having a good season as long as he stays healthy. Kick him. At, kick him. Mm-hmm. Kicker, Adam Vinatieri, say that three times quickly. He's a good start. <laughs> Both running backs, Trent Richardson and Ahmad Bradshaw, I think are best used as flex options this week. Wide receiver, Hakeem Hicks, more of a flex option for me. Tight ends, Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener are okay. And you just wish you could combine their stats into one tight end. Rookie, That'd wide receiver, Dante. Yeah, that would be. Wide receiver, Dante Moncrief is, you know, showing some signs of life, but not enough to be in your starting lineup yet. And I would also stay away from the Indy defense because I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Yes, it is. Not a good defensive matchup this week. No. And this next game I think is going to be interesting, too. I'll pick an upset here. We've got St. Louis at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is coming off that tough loss against San Francisco. I thought they were going to pull that game out late, but it didn't work out. I did too. Due to some questionable play calling at the end there, but anyway, St. Louis coming off the bye, as Jan alluded to before, Austin Davis has been announced by Jeff Fisher as the starter this week, so thank you, Sean King, for playing, but the Sean King era is apparently over already in St. Louis. Yeah, as quickly as it started. I just think St. Louis is going to be able to find enough of a pass offense here. Austin Davis is, you know, looking pretty decent you know, so far in his passing efforts. You know, he, he's, you know, I mean, his, Jared Cook's uh, I, I, aside. I'm pleasantly you know, surprised by him. I think you are as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I picked him up in a league where I had picked Sean, you know, where I picked uh, um Ah, why am I drawing a blank now? Um, Chad Bradford and 
yeah. Not Chad Bradford, Sam Bradford. I'm thinking baseball. Sam Bradford. Chad Bradford, Sam Bradford. Chad and Bradford he went down armor. and I had Sean yeah. King and then he went down and I picked up Austin Davis. And you know, that seems to be working out pretty well so far, but uh, we'll see. I just yeah. think they have enough here. Philadelphia, for some reason, they haven't gotten their ground game going yet with Sean McCoy. If he wasn't the first pick in your draft, he was probably the second, but he's still bottled up, and I don't think he's going to have much luck against St. Louis's defense. When you add it all up, I'll say St. Louis 27, Philadelphia 24. I don't, I, I think that this is going to be a much closer game than it should be on paper, but I don't know if I can say that Philadelphia, with all their tools, can lose to St. Louis at home, uh, especially coming off last week. And I just, I really want LaShawn McCoy to work, selfishly because he's on several of my fantasy teams. But he can't have 19 rush yards like last week. That just can't happen again. So I think he bounces back. Their run game gets sort of going here. But it's going to be a tough defensive matchup. I think this will come right down to the wire. But I'm going to take Philly to finally close a game out. Fantasy-wise for the Rams, though, I'm cool with starting Austin Davis, even if he's your only quarterback. I think that's going to be fine for you this week. I think he's going to have the points to support it. I like Zach Stacy. I like Ben Quick. Uh, Kenny Britt, even a flex option for me. Tight end Jared Cook, I'm definitely starting. I am staying away from the defense, uh, even though I like them. Maybe if you're on the fence, you need to pick somebody up. I, they're They're close to my top 12, but they're not in it. Philly has the potential to put points up there. But I am definitely starting Greg Beleg. I love when I get to say that. <laughs> and Blair Walsh Project. Those are your two favorite I monitors. I know. It's been I a think. good week. Good week for kickers. So, <laughs> yeah, and I misspoke before. I was raving about St. Louis's run game. I mean, run defense. It's actually their pass defense that has really been holding down the port so far, and the run defense is near the bottom of the rankings and yardage per game allowed. So I think this is the week that LaShawn McCoy gets things going. I would start him comfortably. Wide receiver Jeremy Macklin is having a nice breakout season after missing all of last year to an injury. He's stepped into that number one wide receiver role pretty well and had that one really nice catch in that final drive there against San Francisco. Yeah. Nick Foles, yeah, I just – don't like the matchup. I still believe in him, but for me, he's more of a second quarterback this week. It's running a tough back week there in Sproles. Yeah, running back there in Sproles, unless your league counts return yardage, I think he's more of a flex option. Wide receivers, Riley Cooper and Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews had a couple nice games in a row now, but I still think he's a flex option at best. Tight end Zach Ertz, flex option. Kicker Cody Parkey, okay to start. Defense, okay to start. And stay away from uh, poor Brent Selleck, who is suffered a similar fate to Scott Chandler, but unlike Scott Chandler, yeah. he actually has somebody that you can look to and say that's Zach Ertz sort of taking over usurping his role, but you know, poor poor Scott Chandler doesn't really have that excuse. All he really has to go on is the ineptitude of the Buffalo quarterbacks. That happens, unfortunately, in Buffalo pretty often. Yes. So, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback there for a while, but that's actually when when uh, Scott Chandler was a halfway decent tight end option, fantasy-wise. Yeah. So, now moving on to yet another game that I think is going to be close this weekend. Cleveland coming off the bye week. Tennessee coming off of another quarterback injury. Uh, it's, when you're starting Charlie Whitehurst, you're you're in pretty bad shape, and to me, that's what really is going to determine this game. Yeah, I just don't think Jake Walker is healthy enough, and I wouldn't have any faith in Charlie Whitehurst at all. Tennessee's starting to get that run game going a little bit, but until they have a decent quarterback in there that can complete you know 60% plus of his passes, I just can't pick them to win a game. Brian Hoyer seems to be fending off the the Johnny Menzel, the Johnny Clipboard challenge pretty easily today. <laughs> and he hasn't even gotten Josh Gordon back yet. He'll still have to wait another seven weeks for that. I think it all mm-hmm. adds up to a Cleveland victory. I'll say Cleveland 27, Tennessee 24. Yeah, I agree with you. I just – Tennessee, they need either their run game or their their quarterback to stabilize and neither of that's happened yet. A lot of that's a product of injuries, but it's hard to pick them to win games when you don't even really know who's going to be on the field half the time. 
Cleveland, they look like they're starting to gel. Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel's in that rearview mirror, and the only thing he's out there doing is running plays and not setting up correctly on the line. So I don't think you have anything to be worried about there. Um, but their offense is, is really starting to look like an offense again. And Cleveland, I think you're going to have a good week this week. Um, Brian Hoyer is still more of a second quarterback option for me this week. I just don't know if he's going to score enough points on his own to make it worth your while for him to be your only quarterback. I'm going to start Ben Tate and uh, Isaiah Crowell. Uh, Andrew Hawkins as well at wide receiver. Miles Austin, I think, could be an interesting flex option for you this week. Uh, he's kind of resurged, if you will. And tight end Jordan Cameron, I'm definitely starting, but staying away from the kicker and the defense. You definitely have better matchups. For Tennessee, I like wide receiver Kendall Wright, if somebody can get the ball to him, but I'll take the chance and go ahead and start him. Tight end Delaney Walker having a nice under-the-radar season. Uh, Quarterbacks, Jake Locker or Charlie Whitehurst, whoever starts there is a second quarterback option for me. Running backs, Bishop Sankey and Sean Green, I don't know what's going on there, so neither one of those guys should be counted on as anything more than a flex option. (laughs) Probably not. Wide receiver Nate Washington seemed to rejoin the living a little bit last week, so I'm okay with using him as a flex option. After we were talking about him, we got his name back out in the public eye. (laughs) Yes, that must be what woke him up. And uh, wide receiver Justin Hunter is okay as a flex option in the deeper league. Kicker Ryan Suckup okay to start, defense okay to start, but I just don't see them winning this game. It's close, but I, I just don't see it. All right, let's keep rolling. So next up, we've got Pittsburgh coming off that disastrous showing against Tampa Bay last yeah, week in a game that I think I picked them to win. Then. I think I picked Pittsburgh to win that game, forty-one to fourteen. And no, I'm not dyslexic, but you know that. I'm pretty sure uh, I took Pittsburgh giving fourteen and a half points this week, so that really didn't work out for me. No, but I think they'll come close yeah. to that this week, Jacksonville. Just their running game, Toby Gerhardt, I'm sorry that he's not the answer there. I'm not sure Denard Robinson will be either, but I'd almost rather see them give him a shot and see what he can do. The Jacksonville, I just, maybe they'll find a way to score a couple of touchdowns in the air, but I, I just don't see this game as a fair fight. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I'll I'll go with Pittsburgh to win this 31-17. I'm excited for the Blake Bortles experience. Um, I just think that Jacksonville needs something to get excited about, and this is finally something to rally around for them. I don't think it's going to work out for a win this week. Pittsburgh got fully embarrassed last week, and they've got to come back strong. And I think they're going to they're going to beat Jacksonville. It may only be by seven or ten points. Probably not going to be the fifteen that they needed last week, um, but. I think we're going to see a little bit more life out of Pittsburgh here. So I'm okay with starting Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell. LeGarrette Blunt could be an interesting flex option for you, especially in a deeper league. Antonio Brown is absolutely getting a start for me. Marcus Wheaton as well. And tight end Heath Miller, he's back. Wasn't relevant for a few weeks, but now he's a fantasy uh, fantasy start again. And kicker Sean Sweezum and the defense. So... Going pretty pretty all in on Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, for for Jacksonville, Cecil Shorts is hurt, so you don't want to start him. Marquise Lee, you know, the the wide receiver core is just really a mess. Uh, the good news yes, is you get Ace Sanders back from suspension this week, but I'm really not sure how he's even going to sit in there right now. It looks like the Allen and Allen show, Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns too. Pretty decent-looking rookies so far. I'll start either one of those guys. I should say I'll start both of those guys, not on the same team probably, but I wouldn't be afraid to start either one of them on a fantasy team. Quarterback Blake Bortles, second quarterback for me, wide receiver A. Sanders, flex option, stay away from running backs Toby Gerhardt and Denard Robinson, wide receivers Cecil Shorts and Marquise Lee, stay away from kicker Josh Scobie and stay away from the defense. All right, so in on Pittsburgh, out on Jacksonville. I think we're pretty in agreement there. (laughs) Yeah. So now we've got another interesting game. Tampa Bay coming off of a road victory at Pittsburgh goes to another home stadium that's pretty tough to play in, and that's New Orleans. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. 
I, I just don't think in New Orleans, I mean, they're, you know, pretty, you know, looking pretty bad after that game against, you know, getting blown out by Dallas last week. They made it a little bit interesting in the fourth quarter then, but Dallas put them away. I, I don't think that'll happen again this week. I think Tampa Bay will muster some offense. I really like, you know, Mike Lennon in there as the quarterback. He showed last year that you know, he has some, some skills, but, uh, yeah. I just, yeah, you know, I, I think he's a better option for them than Josh McCown, but I, I still think New Orleans should win this game fairly easy. I'll say New Orleans 37, Tampa Bay 24. I think that it, Tampa Bay is going to keep it a little closer. I think maybe they only lose by a touchdown, but I agree with you. I like I like this offense a lot better with Mike Glennon in it, and I think it's a lot better for fantasy players with Mike Glennon in it because. The players around him, like Doug Martin and Lewis Murphy, they're guys you weren't really getting a ton of value out of before. So this week, Mike Lennon, more second quarterback option. Like you said, New Orleans got, got a pretty good whooping last week. They did not look great. And this week they're going to need to exact some revenge. Unfortunately, Tampa Bay draws them, so tough break for them. But... Mike Glennon's only your second quarterback option. Start Doug Martin, start Vincent Jackson. I would go out on a limb and say Lewis Murphy could be a third wide receiver or better yet, a flex option for you this week. He was a guy that was sitting on his couch last uh, a week and a half ago and now is, you know, just, just leaving team receptions periodically. So good for him. Is Murphy bad um, or not? <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> But stay away from the tight end kicker in defense. There's not going to be enough for you there. The one thing I'll disagree with a little bit there is I actually like Austin Safarian Jenkins as sort of a dark horse tight end guy. I think he caught three or four passes last week and showed some signs of life there. He was really highly touted coming out of Washington. He's been banged up early this season, but now that he's healthy, I don't think Brandon Myers is going to get much, you know, in the way of, uh, you know, targets anymore. And, you know, Mike Lennon, you think he can get guys the ball. I I like, uh, if you're looking for a sleeper tight end pickup, I I might recommend Austin Safarian Jenkins and see what happens with him. For New Orleans, I would start quarterback Drew Brees, wide receiver Marcus Colston, tight end Jimmy Graham, kicker Shane Graham. Um, okay with Kyrie Robinson and um, Pierre Thomas, most more flex options for me. Wide receivers, Kenny Stills and Brandon Cooks are decent starts as flex options. Defense, okay. Tight end, second tight end, Josh Hill had a couple nice catches last week, but I don't think that there's enough offense there to be starting him unless you're in a really, really, really deep league. So for most of you, stay away. We are almost to our afternoon games, or our our late games. (laughs) Yes, they're afternoon games, I suppose, if you live out in the western (laughs) parts of the States or or in American Samoa or someplace. But actually in America Samoa, it's probably a Saturday night game still. But anyway, Mm, so Atlanta at the Giants, this should be interesting. Atlanta, we know that they've got a potentially explosive offense, but they – so far, have not played well on the road. They're, and you know, on the other hand, you've got the Giants, who looked pretty awful the first two weeks of the season and have looked much better the last two weeks. To me, this is a coin flip game, one of many this week, but I'll take New York just because they're at home and because I'm a homer. So I'll take New York to win this. I'll say it's a shootout, and I'll say final score is New York 34, Atlanta 31. I'd stay away from the defenses in both for both teams in this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. Uh, I think Atlanta's going to win this game. I think they need to prove themselves on the road, and the Giants are a team that they may be able to sneak a road win past. Uh, but like you said, this really could go either way, and I would not be surprised either if the Giants pulled one, another victory out here. I would like to see one of these teams start playing consistently. I don't care which one, just one of them. Um, but fantasy-wise, like you said, I think it's going to be quite high-scoring, and I am, I'm okay with starting a lot of Falcons players, including Matt Ryan. I'm, he, he could be your only quarterback. I think he's going to have enough points this week. 
Steven Jackson, Julio Jones, Roddy White. I'm fine with starting all three of them. Devin Hester, I think, could be a very interesting flex option. I think he's going to get some opportunities this week. If he makes the most of them, he could uh, could help you out. But, again, it's very hit or miss with him, which is why I would only use him as a flex. Stay away from the tight ends, but Matt, kicker Matt Bryant, I am going to start. Whether it's extra points, field goals, I think he's going to play a role here. But, like you said, no defenses. Yeah, Devin Hester is a really interesting case because usually when you have a return guy who's as talented as he is, you tend not to play him much as a receiver right. or you know, as a position player just because you don't want to risk getting the guy hurt and not having somebody who's probably more dangerous as a return guy than as a wide receiver. But, you know, with Roddy White's health in question from week to week and Harry Douglas banged up now, you know, they've been giving him mm-hmm. some more targets. And you know, to me, they're just rolling the, the the wheel there and just hoping it doesn't come out you know, with a bad turn for them. But you know, as long as he's, you know, as long as they're giving him targets, I agree with you. you know, by all means, start him as a flex option. Yeah. Moving on to New York, Eli Manning has been heckle, not heckle, Jekyll and Hyde so far, heckle <laughs> and Jide so far this season. He's pretty lousy the first two, two and a half weeks of the season last week. He really put it together. I think the trend continues, the positive trend. He seems to be a little bit more in sync with his receivers, especially tight end Larry Donnell. So start Eli, start wide receiver Victor Cruz. I, I never thought I'd see a game where the Giants scored six touchdowns and you know, Larry Donnell and Eli Manning would both score and Victor Cruz wouldn't. So who would who would have <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it, anyone saw that happening. No. We but know Larry Donnell didn't. <laughs> no, but yes, we'll go with I'll start wide receiver Victor Cruz this week. Tight end Larry Donnell is Jen just alluded to. He didn't start himself on his own fantasy team last week. He benched himself in favor of Vernon Davis. That didn't work out too well. So hopefully he'll start himself this week. I certainly would. Kicker Josh Brown is a good start. Uh, Running back Rashad Jennings, more of a flex option for me. I just don't think they're going to attack Atlanta on the ground that much. I mean, I think they would be successful if they did, but I think they're going to have to keep going through the air to keep up with Atlanta's offensive fireworks. Wide receiver Ruben Randall is a flex option for me. I'd stay away from running back Andre Williams, even though he had you know, some nice yardage and garbage time last week, and tight end Daniel Bell caught one of those touchdown passes that Victor Cruz didn't catch, and also stay away from the defense. There's just going to be too many points here to make either of these two teams a good defensive play. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, roll into the late games. All right. First one up, we've got Arizona at Denver. This both teams coming off a bye. This is hard to know what to make of this. Arizona has a very good defense. Denver, I thought they'd have a good defense, but uh, as you would expect, the offense carrying the team here. To me, this is a coin flip game, even though it's in Denver, but I'll pick another upset here. I'll say Arizona wins this. You know, last-minute field goal, I'll say Arizona 24, Denver 23. I don't know if I'm totally on board with that. I think Denver wins this by 10. Uh, I I like Arizona's defense. I respect them as a defense. Um, But I just don't think the offense is going to be able to put up enough points to beat Denver. Carson Palmer's shoulder is regressing. It looks like Drew Stanton's probably going to start this week, although that's still very up in the air. Either way, they're both second quarterback options. Andre Ellington, Michael Floyd, definite starts for me. Larry Fitzgerald, I think I'm going to go ahead and start, but he really could be more of a flex option. Staying away from the tight ends, I am not going to start the defense, even though they are a good play most weeks. I just I don't like starting defenses against Peyton Manning. He's just going to he's going to carve him up, even with an above average defense. I still think Peyton Manning is going to put enough points up to win this game. Uh, but I am going to start the kicker, Chandler Catanzaro. I think I said that right, Catanzaro, yeah. Yeah, he's had several, I think, 50-plus-yard field goals so far, so we might have to learn his name he's, pretty he's quickly. He's almost but... on Sebastian Janikowski's level. 
Yeah. So, but he plays on a better team. But you could say that sure as does. 31 other kickers in the NFL. But for mm, me, the yeah. only 30. Well, <laughs> you might have to throw Jacksonville and the Oakland in the discount barrel there, the discount bin. But so for Denver, you know, I'll start quarterback Peyton Manning, start running back Monte Ball, wide receiver Demarius Thomas, tight end Julian, Julius Thomas. Uh, I'm not so keen on either Emmanuel Sanders or Wes Welker this week. Kicker Brandon McManus, this should be his last hurrah before before um, Matt Prater, Prater comes, comes back. back. And I wouldn't start. Uh, the defense, I think, is an okay start. But we'll see how this works out. One guy that I wanted to bring up that you didn't mention for Arizona that has been getting some fantasy attention lately is John Brown, the wide receiver, another yeah. pretty impressive rookie. We'll see what happens with him. But, yeah, he's he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. And I think I'm going to like him better once the quarter once the quarterback situation's kind of settled a little more. Like let me know Carson Palmer's gonna be back or Drew Stanton's gonna be here for three or four weeks and I, I can feel like he can sort of get a rhythm and I I'm gonna like it better then I think. Well but here's the thing, for for the preseason games and most of the beginning of the you know, the first few weeks of the season, you know, mm-hmm. John Brown was probably, you know, more of the second team wide receiver, who was his quarterback when he was on the second team? Old Drew Stanton. Right. So, yeah, I'm just thinking maybe there's some chemistry there between those two guys. But uh, yeah, we'll I think it's very possible. I just don't know if I like it this week. I don't know if there's going to be enough for him. But you and I are seeing how Arizona's going to play this game very differently. <laughs> yeah, I just I, – I guess I – like Arizona's defensive backs a little bit more than you do. I, you know, Peyton Manning, he's shown that he's human against a good defensive team, and you know, maybe Arizona isn't quite up there in in Seattle's league yet, but I think they're probably in that next notch down, in that next tier down, and I still think that they potentially, you know, coming off a of bye week, that maybe there's some timing issues, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it should be one of the more interesting games on Sunday from my perspective. So another late Sunday game, the Jets going cross-country, maybe getting away from home where they've played and lost three of their first four games. Well, yeah, they've yeah. lost three of their first four games. They, they're, I think they're one and two at home. But, yeah, I just... I think they're going to pull off the upset here. I just think they match up really well with San Diego. Their strengths play to San Diego's weaknesses. And for New York, it's definitely not the defense that's been the problem. It's been the offense. But I think they should be able to run the ball against San Diego. And if they do, maybe Geno Smith will be able to pass enough to keep the San Diego defensive backs honest. But we'll see. But I'll – go out on a little bit of a limb here, and I'll say that New York wins this by a field goal. I'll say New York 24, San Diego 21. You're going to tell me I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm going to take San Diego. Uh, I think we may see a better version of Geno Smith not playing in New York. I'm not sure if that says great things about his longevity as the Jets quarterback if he can't handle playing in New York, because I don't think those fans are going to get a whole lot nicer regardless. Um. But well, either way, I the San Diego fans probably aren't going to be clamoring for Michael Vick. Probably not. Uh, I think they're they're probably preoccupied with some other things. I, I and think. just for the record, I don't think that switching to Michael Vick is necessarily the answer. I think it may. I think it just may have more of a negative impact than anything else. It's going to mentally hurt Geno Smith and. Can we all remember Michael Vick has a bad case of the fumbles? He isn't the Michael Vick of 2010. He's the Michael Vick of last year that couldn't keep a starting job. So just for what that's worth, Jets fans. But Geno Smith, well, only a second quarterback. Well, if there's would start him, it would be this one because you know, his Ron Mexico alias, and that's as close to Mexico as you're going to get in the NFL. That was my favorite. <laughs> oh, but... I just don't think the Jets have enough to, to beat San Diego this week. Geno Smith's only a second quarterback option. I'll start Chris Ivory. Chris Johnson could be a flex option. I'm on the fence with Eric Decker. I think I'm leaning towards starting him, but stay away from the tight ends, kickers, defense, pretty much everybody else on the offense. 
Eric Decker scares me a little bit. He's been banged up for sure a few does. weeks now, and I'm just not sure he's really healthy. And given that, he's he's kind of a question mark or a mystery man for me. But, yeah, I, I agree. And he's probably worth starting in deeper leagues, but I'm, I'm just a little bit weary about him. So we'll see. For San Diego, I would start quarterback Philip Rivers. Their wide receiver situation going into the season, Keenan Allen was on the top of everybody's second-year breakout list, but so far this year yeah. he hasn't really broken out in much of anything unless he's had a rash. But, you know, he's just a flex option at best for me. Malcolm Floyd had a nice game last week, flex option at best. Eddie Royal seems to be repeating the pattern of last season where he really started out the season you know, the ball of fire. Again, I'm not sure that he's going to keep that going, but I'd start him as a flex option. Tight ends, Antonio Gates and Ladarius Green. You're never sure which one of those two is going to be healthy from week to week. Antonio Gates, he had three touchdown catches in the one week in week two, but you know that's probably going to be his high water mark for the season. Uh, go ahead and start either one of those guys as a flex option if you have to, but not real keen on either of them. Defense is okay to start. I'm not keen on either running back Donald Brown or Brandon Oliver against the Jets front defense, which is really good. So stay away from those guys, and I'd also stay away from kicker Nick Novak. Just don't think San Diego is going to put enough points on the board this weekend. No, I don't. I don't think you need to start him. That's for sure. But uh, all right, three games, nine minutes. Let's do this. All right. This should be interesting, both coming off this Kansas City at San Francisco, both teams coming off pretty impressive victories last week. Kansas City, are they really that good? Is New England really that bad? I think it was a combination of both, although I think it's more the latter. I think they're going to come back to earth this week. San Francisco is showing that even missing a couple of Navarro Bowman and and, Alden Smith are still quite a a dangerous defense. Uh, I like them to win this game. I'll say San Francisco 24, Kansas City 17. Kansas City may have a run game, but I just don't see them mustering enough of a passing offense to 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 beat San Francisco. I'm going to get crazy and pick Kansas City to win this game. I like your score. I like your reverse, though. Uh, fantasy-wise, Alex Smith, more second quarterback option. Like you said, this is more going to be a run-oriented game. But I just I don't respect San Francisco's offense right now. I just don't. Uh, they're, it's too up and down. Colin Kaepernick looks like kind of a mess. And Kansas City, I, I saw some signs of life. I think they can possibly do this again this week. So I'm going to go for it. Uh, Jamal Charles, I think you can start. I like Niall Davis as a flex. Dwayne Bowe. Go ahead and start him, but Donnie Avery a flex, more so in deeper leagues. But, you know, if you need to fill a gap with an injury or a bye, it could be an interesting option. Definitely start tight end Travis Kelsey. We saw him quite a bit last week. Uh, you and I have been talking about him for a while. Uh, and I'm going to start the defense. I'm staying away from the kicker, but I'm going to start the Kansas City defense this week. Why do you think it is nobody's talking about Alex Smith you know, as a revenge game the way they did with uh, Steve Smith Sr. last week? I just don't know is he if he's just not he that kind had, of a guy, or is it the fact he's yeah, been there for two years now? He doesn't really have now, that or... personality in him, and maybe it's just the fact that when he was in San Francisco, it was such a revolving door of coordinators and coaches and, and personnel that, it, I don't know, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people there that he can even feel like he's getting revenge against. Well, I mean, Jim Harbaugh was the guy that benched him for Colin Kaepernick in the 2012 yeah. season, so... Yeah, of course they went on a Super Bowl run then, but yeah, we'll see. It should be interesting. For San Francisco, I like quarterback Colin Kaepernick this week. Running back Frank Gore seems to be revitalized and still going strong. Take him. Wide receiver Michael Crabtree is the best bet at wide receiver for them. Tight end Vernon Davis, if he's healthy enough, he's a good start. Defense is a good start for me. Running back Carlos Hyde, he's up and down, but you could call him almost Jekyll and Hyde, but I would say that he's more of a flex option at this point. Wide receiver Anquan Bolden. I like him most weeks. This week, more of a flex option for me because I think they'll rely pretty heavily on Frank Gore in the running game. Wide receiver Stevie Johnson starting to get some looks and 
caught a couple touchdown passes so far. Kicker Phil Dawson scoring a lot of points like him this week. This should be a good game, but I'll stick to my guns and pick San Francisco at home. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so now we go to Cincinnati at New England. This should be really interesting. Cincinnati coming off a bye. New England coming off a, well, apparently that was a, they thought it was a bye week for them too, but they, they took yeah, a bye week. They weren't scheduled for them, but they took it. They weren't, but they certainly seemed to take one. I don't buy this whole Tom Brady is scared crap or so, but you do sort of get the sense that you're watching the last days of the Roman Empire when you're watching New England here, which mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of schadenfreude for a lot of fans of other teams watching that happen. And I think the bad news will continue. It's I guess it would be easy to say New England's going to bounce back at home and you find the fountain of youth and blah, 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 but I just I don't see it. I say Cincinnati wins this by a couple of touchdowns. I'll say Cincinnati 28, New England 14. I, I agree with you. This is going to be an interesting game. I just I don't know if Cincinnati's got enough to beat a New England team that got embarrassed that bad on a national stage last week. I just don't think that they can play bad enough to lose this week, although – what New England we're going to see throughout the season, I'm not really sure. Cincinnati will make it close. They'll make it interesting, but I think New England wins by a field goal. Andy Dalton's more a second quarterback option. I am going to start Giovanni Bernard, A.J. Green, and Jeremy Hill. Mohamed Sanders more of a flex option. No tight end for me this week, but kicker Mike Nugent and the defense, I think I'm okay with starting. So, wait, I'm picking Cincinnati by two touchdowns, and you're picking New England by a field goal? Yeah. That may be yeah. our biggest yeah, I, spread. I think- of opinion yet. <laughs> I think we'll uh, we maybe are disagreeing on a few things this week. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So for New England, I would start wide receiver Julian Edelman, top, top end, tight end Rob Gronkowski, who still doesn't seem like he's 100% healthy. Quarterback Nobody Tom did look Brady. better last week. He looks closer to his old self than we've seen this this year so far, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's Hard to put too much stock in anything they did last week, but yeah, you're right. I guess it's True. a feather in his cap that he you know, racked up some stats. But running back Stephen Ridley and Shane Vereen, I think, are a decent flex options. Defense, okay. Wide receiver Brandon LaFell showing some signs of life, but I'm not enough for me yet. Stay away. Stay away from Kenbrell Tompkins, Aaron Dobson, Danny Amendola, and kicker Stephen Gostkowski. From my perspective, they're just not going to score enough points to make him a good start. We see the game a little differently, but we, I'm sure we'll revisit this one next week. <laughs> All right. Maybe even Sunday afternoon on Twitter, we'll see. True. Or Sunday true. night on Twitter. We could do it Sunday yeah. afternoon, too, but then we'd be still guessing about what would be happening in the future. So now Probably Monday night game, last but least, Seattle at Washington. Usually Seattle <sighs> comes before Washington when you read those two words, and I think that's going to be the case again this week. It's Tempting for me to pick Washington to come back and win you know, and upset them, but I, I just can't really see that. I, I can't quite do that. I'll say Seattle wins this 24, Washington 21. I I just don't know if I believe that Washington will score that many points, but uh, I, I'm interested to see this game. I think Seattle wins. I think you start Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Percy Harvin, who is miraculously still healthy. Uh, I'll start Doug Baldwin as well. No kicker, no tight end, but I am going to start the defense. For Washington, I'm thinking Alfred Morris, not going to do too much against that run defense. He's more of a flex option for me, but running back Roy Hallou, I actually like quite a bit because they've been using him as a receiver a lot the first few weeks of the season, so I think he's a decent start. Quarterback Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's as bad as he was last week with the four interceptions and all but I would still use him as best as second quarterback option against the Seattle defense. Wide receivers Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson I think are okay. Wide receiver Andre Roberts, more of a flex option defense. I don't think Seattle is going to score a ton of points, so go ahead and start them. Tight ends Jordan Reed and Niles Paul, neither one's healthy enough for me to start them. And kicker Kai Forbath seems to be over his uh, painful groin injury, but still – don't think they're going to score enough points to make him a worthwhile start this week. 
Fair enough. We have reached the end of the road for this week, but we will be back next week at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday night, as we are every week for you. You can find us all week long all over social media at the 4th and Inches Show Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. You can find me at JKIM16 and the Sherpa at fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And we will see you guys next week. Good luck. Unless you're playing me this week, then sorry. not wishing you good luck. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good week, and thank you for the show, Jenna. Good night.